have someone who I've known for almost eight years. I was thinking about this. It's been seven years. <laughs> this is Grace. Hello. Um, I met Grace back in high school. We were both in marching band together. And then we decided to follow each other to ASU. <laughs> do marching band there too. And so it's been almost eight years, which is absolutely crazy. That's the real reason that I want to go with ASU. Was that <laughs> no other reason. 100%. No, 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 no. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so we thought it'd be fun today to talk about, I don't know, some high school memories. Mm-hmm. Grace is doing some cool research over the summer and has like three jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, marching band memories, which Acacia can jump in on, too, because we've all been there and done that for the last three years now. And we're all going into our senior year of college. I always forget that Grace is the same age as us because you were, <laughs> I think, already in leadership sophomore mm-hmm. year, like Avantika. Yeah. I like just assumed you were older. So I always I always think you're older enough, even though we're the same year. And you just have very mom vibes, you know? Aw. Thank you. It is very mom vibes. She was section leader, flute section leader back in high school. Yeah. And she was like mom of that band. Now she's or piccolo section leader again and very much mom vibes in the best way possible. Yeah. No, I'm Yay. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate yeah, it. <laughs> of course. I think it's cool that we're repeating history a little bit bandwise because back in high school, sophomore year, I was section leader for the flutes. And then junior year, Grace took over and did that junior senior year. And that's kind of the exact same thing that happened in college now. And so Grace is going to be section leader. It's very exciting. Are you excited for the season? I'm very excited. And you're going to be drum major two years in a row, bestie. No. She's just playing. Avonka, do you get deja vu about it literally being the same exact thing? Or is it so different because it's like college versus high school? Yeah, I think it's just so different because even when I did drum major last year, I didn't really get deja vu a lot. Even Mm -hmm. when I was up on the podium, I was like, it's just so new, so many more people and so much more going on. But I I do have a sense of confidence that comes with doing drum major in the past. And I think that helped. But other than that, it's a whole new rodeo. College is different. (laughs) Yeah. It's so funny seeing all the, well, all the freshmen that were freshmen when we were seniors in high school that are coming to ASU. That's giving me deja vu. That part. (laughs) It's a big Hamilton group too. I Mm -hmm. was, when we had our summer camp, there were so many that showed up and I was like, wow, I remember back in high school. little brother in my Mm -hmm. section. Mm-hmm. there's a bunch of them in all sorts of different sections so that's gonna be fun we yeah. definitely need to do like a Hamilton reunion or something yeah I'm excited yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, things way way back beyond eight years Grace why do you play the flute like what's your story for how you discovered yes. the flute slash piccolo oh yes so my school and like my school district you, in the fifth grade you got to choose like you know or you can play an instrument or you can just do general music. And like, usually like everyone chose an instrument in the fifth grade. So I, you had to pick your top three because if there was too many people playing one instrument, um, they would like take you off of it and give you your second choice. So they like take you to like, you get to go like tour the little band class. And so you like go watch people and they like play their instruments and you get to go tour the orchestra class. Um, and 
I actually almost played the cello because the person who was playing it played My Heart Will Go On and they played it so like pretty and I was like oh my god like I want to play the cello hold on but then we went to the band I'm raising the fifth graders no for real (laughs) I was like I was like whoa um so my options were flute cello and then trumpet so had there not been enough flute uh, any flute spots left I would be a cello player could you I imagine played? Sorry, Monica, go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> if I played a string instrument, it would be cello. Yeah. But that's interesting that you got to pick from both because you had to decide choir, band, or orchestra. And then within orchestra and band, you could choose. Mm. You couldn't just try all of them. Yeah. Pick. That's interesting. I was going to say, isn't it interesting how one decision affects the entire course of your life, basically? For real. Like, like so many things would be different if you decided to put cello first or if yeah. I decided that I wanted to switch to percussion back in sixth grade. Like, yeah, things would have been different. It's crazy wow. to think about. Yeah, I I don't regret it one bit, but it's weird, really <laughs> weird to think about that. It is just a choice so, like that. I was like 10. One out of ten? No, I was ten when I made that choice. Oh, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, speaking of making choices and stuff, what track are you on right now? So you go to ASU, obviously, we're the same year, but you want to talk about your major, what you want to do after? For sure. Okay, so I'm a physics major, like, just just physics, no, no like, uh, prefixes added on to it, um, just physics. Um it's it's a time um I enjoy it's (laughs) Grace has Uh been hearing me complain about physics (laughs) since back in high school and she has been my tutor and helped me through it all so I cannot imagine you doing this as a career but kudos yeah because physics either can I (laughs) (laughs) you're like why am I even here what am I doing like it's like those I definitely have moments where I'm like yeah this is it this is this is what I want to do this is why I'm doing it like you know but then there are some times where I'm like you know what I I know other people who are in college right now and they're not writing a 22 page lab report on a Saturday night they're like going and having fun um so hmm let me think about my choices right now (laughs) how how I ended up here um but yeah I want to go into astronomy um basically the having a general physics degree is very good to just do anything after yeah, um, I was like, there are a strong you could get an yeah. astronomy degree yeah so you can get an astrophysics degree or an astronomy minor mm-hmm. um but I was told by my advisor that the astronomy minor had too many overlap classes with my major that they wouldn't add it and I was like okay cool whatever um that's but so yeah. interesting. You think they'd let yeah. you specialize, you know? Right. Like, or at least something. Like, it, yeah, I don't know. Also, that's what yeah. grad school is for. You yeah. got years. <laughs> also, like, ASU doesn't have, like, they have an astrophysics program and they do have a really good, like, space. It's called space and earth exploration. Um, so, and it's really good. And there's a lot of really nice professors in there, but, um, just not really they there's no observatory on campus Mm -hmm. which is kind of like the goal I think is to like work at an observatory so I don't think grad school anywhere I know so they have ones that are like either close to it or like there's a connection to them 
Um, so I know that like NAU has the Lowell Observatory. Um, U of A has, I think it's Kitts Peak Observatory. I don't know if I, with a good conscience, can go to the U of A though. So I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've already said it. I've projected it out in the world that if the U of A med school takes me, I am going with yep. a full heart and gratefulness. And I just want to go to med school. <laughs> so if you go to grad school at U of A, at least we'll have each other. Yes. <laughs> I'll wear my, I'll wear my maroon and gold like all the time, like refuse to you wear. You might, but you might get like, publicly hazed that's it yeah. <laughs> you might get tackled you might get attacked yeah that's the only problem yeah you have to be careful what you do no I'm like, <laughs> but i know so what are dream schools looking for you for like grad school or you're still thinking about it definitely okay so like i was applying to a bunch of internships for the summer like like back in spring um I got none of them, but that's okay. Um, yeah, they're um, lost. It's in my competitive. Opinion. It's so hard. There's, no, it, yeah, it's hard. Yeah. So, um, a couple of them that I applied for, one of them was at, I don't know if it's Washington State or University of Washington, but there's this observatory out there called LIGO, which like measures gravitational waves. Um, and it's, yeah, it's really cool. Um, it has a lot to do yeah, with like. I don't like, even know what that means. I thought yeah. gravity was already measured. But that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's really neat, and it helps like uh just learn about the universe and things like that. Um, they've measured gravitational waves that they can like date back to like a few thousand years after the Big Bang. Yeah. Wow. Oh my God. So it's crazy. I I'm I learn more and more about everything like every day, and I'm just like. That's so cool. So do you yeah. have like a, a specific focus that you're interested in? So obviously astronomy, but like what within astronomy is like yeah. that most interesting to you? I like stars, like just learning about stars and like the properties of them and like kind of what you can learn from them. That's kind of like what my research is a little bit right now, except instead of working at like an observatory, there's like two different kinds of astronomy. There's like observational and then radio. So I'm doing radio astronomy, which is just like, instead of pictures, you get frequencies. And then that's what you use to like, look at data and things like that. Yeah, I was gonna ask, like, I this may be a stupid question. No. but Like, how do we know about stars? So pictures, but mm-hmm. obviously, you can't get close enough to them to like, get like their actual like chemical properties and stuff. Right. So how do we have the information that we have about stars? Yeah, so there's a thing um, as like a area study called I think it's called spectroscopy um which is basically different elements emit different kinds of light and there are different wavelengths that certain elements like are primarily or like overall so we can look at stars like out in the distance and if you look at them it's like a certain there's like cool pictures of it it's like you know the uv like the whole light spectrum like and then there's like these points on it that are emitting from these stars and depending on where they are you can make the chemical makeup of the star so like it's primarily a lot of hydrogen um and then you can like find other things in there too it's pretty cool 
That's awesome. This turned into Khan Academy with Grace, and I'm here for it. Yeah. <laughs> he explains it so well. I know. He knows it down for us. Yeah. And everything. I wanted to ask, what got you into physics and stars? Like anything specific? Yeah. Um. So there are like two like core memories in my brain that I can connect it back to. So the first one is my eighth grade science class where we had a unit on space, basically, and we were learning about constellations. And I got to make like a you made like a little pamphlet talking about all the different constellations and like their history behind it and like the mythology behind it, Um, which is why I learned about the uh, constellation Cassiopeia which is why it's my favorite constellation. It's, it, I like, it's so pretty. I love it. Um, and then uh, we did, she like hung up like light bulbs in the center of the room. And so depending on where you stood, you saw a different picture. So of the, of the light bulb. So it's kind of like saying that we see the constellations that we see from where we are because we're in one spot but somebody else on like a different planet or like, you know, on the other side of where those stars are is going to see something totally different. Um, so that was really cool. It was crazy. I, I had a yeah. lot of fun. That mm, gifted so cool. kid moment. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. I actually, that's something I thought about like when I was abroad was I was mm-hmm. looking at constellations. I'm like, yeah. they're a different angle than I'm used to seeing. Mm-hmm. Like I can still tell what they are, but it is totally different. Cause obviously it's, the other side of the world and I had never thought about that before right That's yeah crazy. it's it's so interesting that, and like depending on you know where we are in like around the sun is going to determine like what we see and how like which way are we tilted blah 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 um yeah space is crazy man it's awesome it's just then- too big picture for me like it's so hard to wrap your brain around stuff mm-hmm. like that it, it's I can so I can wrap like I can think about it at very surface level but if I start to think about that we're on something that's floating in space I'm like that's pretty much beyond me (laughs) I went to the Lowell Observatory up in Flagstaff and they had a seminar that was talking about how the universe is expanding and I went with my mom and my mom was just like what (laughs) we were just both sitting there like whoa yeah I think I come out of that crying I'd have like an existential crisis. No, really. Remind me how we know that the universe is expanding. That's a good question. I don't fully know if I'm being entirely honest. Um, I think it has something to do with like, um, oh gosh, probably like, so when you look at stars that are really far away, the light that they're emitting to us is like years old like light years old right so it's like if if that star is 25 light years away it took 25 years for that light to reach us so i think the closest star to us is like eight like two light years away or something yeah anyways so with there's a certain it's I'm kind of probably mixing all this up. You're going to get people in your comments being like, this is yeah. wrong. I, Don't no listen one to that her. listens to the podcast <laughs> knows anything about astronomy. I can tell you right now. We're all at the very <laughs> same level. You can say whatever you want, Grace. <laughs> so I, I think part of it also has to do with the thing called redshift. So basically it's, have you ever heard of the Doppler shift? Yeah. At all? Yeah. So like when you have an ambulance, like that's going by you, that mm-hmm. sound sounds different. 
as it's going back. So with the light, so we can see yeah. the light differently, or the light's getting closer or something? Yeah, so the light is getting farther away, actually. Farther so away. Has, I, I believe that's what it is. It's getting far, it's moving away from us, from where we are. So okay. that's kind of, and so it's red shifted. Um, so that's how we can kind of, like, infer that there. indicate expansion, though, because couldn't that just mean that it's floating away from us in the existing space? That's true. But, like, if everything is floating away, doesn't that mean it is inherently expanding? (laughs) Is it, like, stuck in one point in space-time, or is it, like... Uh, Also, how do do light years work? Like, how did we figure that out just from, like, our trip to, like, the moon and how long that took? Or, like, how did we figure out that it takes years? Because no one took the year journey to somewhere. I'm not sure. I don't know, like, because I know, like, the sun... It takes like eight minutes from for the light from the sun to reach us. I don't know, probably some like white scientist in like the 1900s, like just like you know chilling out with like a flashlight or something. I don't know. Uh, That's like, so funny. So like yeah. using using like the basis of that being like, well, if it's eight minutes for this distance, then it must take years for that. And so I guess, and also we have the satellites now, so we know like right. we have satellites, and it takes them years to get there. So right, yeah, and like the just knowing that like it's it we see a bigger like that big distance so we see the light years distance because the stars are so far away but like light just intrinsically has that property so all light on earth will behave in that way that light you know has a certain speed um so somebody probably measured that probably has to do with like photons and Mm -hmm. how they measured those and um that's a lot of like uh like stuff I learned about in like my one of my classical mechanics classes that I don't really remember <laughs> no I was gonna admit you're saying all these key words that I'm like oh yeah I, I remember hearing that in a physics <laughs> class or a chem class yeah. but like I, I can't piece it together it's just that's why the education system is interesting sometimes because mm-hmm. you learn so much but then you don't retain any of it real but it's okay that's a you, conversation for later do you think that we'll get to a star wars point in terms of like space travel do you think that's like very much like a realistic thing eventually i don't know because the whole thing about like well part of the reason why it's it's so hard to like travel at those speeds is because of energy and just like how much fuel it would take to like be able to do that um so i feel like we would have to find like a very reliable and like large source of energy um in order to do something like that i think what we have now and like the means that we like use for energy now is just not enough if that makes sense that's my feeling about it i hope that one day in the future that we can go travel and to light speed and go visit planets and things like that but yeah ironically this is something I thought about a lot in Avantika this might surprise you but like as much as I love traveling and all that I have no interest in going into space me I'm like, I'm like not even if we get it figured out and it's like super safe and it's affordable really? I'm like I maybe would do it once, you know, because I'm a YOLO person. But like, <laughs> until unless those very specific conditions are met, like I'm staying on the earth. <laughs> okay, you see, that's not too hard to believe for you because you do like traveling so much. Like you like 
visiting places and places yeah. are on earth. Like when you go to Mars, you're not going to be able to taste their food and sightsee. I feel like that that's why you you're an earth girly. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely. Absolutely. I think that's, that's so true because there's not much to see. Like right. um, the places that we would probably be traveling to. Like, there's no I, like culture yeah, surrounding right. it. Unless there's Martians and we just don't know about them and they have a secret culture we just haven't learned about yet. That's yeah. so crazy if we found out that there was like, le- you know, intelligent life on the planets. Like we've mm-hmm. known about them for so long. It's like, how would we have missed that? You know? Right. <laughs> Who knows? I recently read a book where it was set in the future, all of its fiction, but it was interesting because they had it all set up like Earth is not doing well, climate change, whatever, whatever. But instead of going and living on different planets, everyone just lives in these space shuttles now. Almost like like floating orbs everywhere. And they're able to like live their entire life and have sustainable food, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I'm like, maybe that's our future. Maybe the Earth is going to die, but then all of us just go up into orbit and live there forever. Yeah, I was going to say, is it like that the planets are like buildings that we're like visiting, like, but no one lives there? Like, no, it's like your entire life is uh, however big the space station is, and that's it. That's but it in the book they had it like earth was still doing okay but in a couple years or decades or whatever it was gonna die so there was these three kids that were born on the space station they had lived up in space for their entire lives and then the whole book was about how when they came back to earth it was such an adjustment for them and their bones weren't prepared and they always got sick because they've never been exposed to germs it was just so fascinating to think of it reverse because we're always imagining going up to space Mm. but then if you imagine someone being born in space and coming to earth that's like a culture shift too it was just a cool book that is super interesting it's always interesting to think like that people thought of this like they like yeah. constructed this whole idea in their head, you know. You know. Are you yeah, into very sci-fi, Grace? I assume. I am. I am. I am a Star Wars girly. I I love Star Wars. I um, never got into that. I just really. Yeah. Same. Same. <laughs> Are you a Star Wars girly? Yes. I see that. I mean, not intensely, but have I seen yeah. all the movies many, many times? Yes. Oh, okay. Maybe I need to get on that then. Yes. Mm. Start with the original three and then want, and then. My dad made movies. us do that. We watched yeah. it and then the prequels, even though I do like prequels, even though, although I was younger and I know I was about to start the debate. When I was younger, I really liked them. Now that I'm older, I see that they're cheesy as fuck. And like, oh my God. But when I was younger, I was like living for, you know, Padme and Anakin. I was like, this is the most romantic thing I've ever seen. And, so and now I watch it. I'm like, what are these lines? Who wrote this? <laughs> Some of the lines are just so awkward. And I feel so bad for the actors who have to say them because the story is so cute. And I just like, just, I love. I love Star Wars so much, just like the whole like story of it all. Yeah. Um, I also am down bad for Obi Wan Kenobi. And... <laughs> the character specifically, or you also love Ewan McGregor? I also love Ewan McGregor. That's kind of the yeah. Um, I think you guys have me hooked because you were talking about love and romance, and that's really the only kind of stuff I watch. So maybe now I'll watch Star Wars now that I know there's a love story. There, there's more of it in the prequels. It's definitely less so in like the originals. 
And, but then it kind of, you know, it comes back in the new ones too. So it's always there because they know what the people want. They know exactly. what they want. So, yeah. It's like Bachelor Space version. <laughs> oh my gosh. One of my friend cosplays, she cosplays as Wonder Woman and Padme. And she looks like both of them somehow. And her Wonder Woman cosplay is like insane. If you look her up, AZ Diana Prince. She's so good. Her name's Jenna. I met her on the Europe band trip because she was on it. She was in the choir. Um, But yeah, no, she's so good. But she also has done Padme and she just did the homemade, Grace, you know what I'm talking about. She did a homemade of the outfit from the balcony, like in Naboo with like the rainbow. She just, you'll see it on her, on her page, but it's so good. It's so good. Oh my God. That's beautiful. Right? Right. That's gorgeous. Beautiful. I would wear that. And like oh, her wanna, like, dad makes these too. Her dad makes all her costumes because her dad is AZ Tony Stark. Oh. And so he makes like her costumes and stuff if I understood correctly, but so good. Oh, That's my God. so cute. Yeah. All of that takes so much time and work. It's Respect. like an art form. Mm. I love cosplay so much that all of her cosplays are really pretty. I'm following her. Right I know now. she does because she does comic hair. So she goes to like events and like for kids and stuff that are in the hospital. She goes and does volunteering for that. So. That's so sweet. That's adorable. Yeah. Super cute. Yeah. I love Star I love all the Star Wars like outfits. I feel like there's just so many of them and like a lot of like armor that's like really neat that's Um, one thing about the newer ones that i think was missing in the originals was the costuming because the prequels and then the new ones the costumes are so good yeah oh they're i I was ray i was ray for halloween in 2017 or 2018 and it was so good it was i did her just white outfit and the hair and everything yeah yeah no, I love all of Padme's mm-hmm. outfits in the um original. It's mm, the the prequels are so good. Yes. Yes. I was thinking, like, you know how Star Wars and like Harry Potter, like they're classic movies that mm-hmm. we think of. What are gonna be the classics in the future? Like what movies are being made right now that Marvel people are gonna be like, oh, okay, that's a good one. Because yeah. I was kind of getting sad that there weren't any, but Marvel is definitely oh, Marvel, that's still Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Of. Hunger Games, maybe. I know that one's a little, yeah. a little earlier, but I think like the Wes Anderson movies. Mm. I feel like those are going to become like classic. Barbie, Barb. Sorry, oh, I was just going to say that. Avonica, have you seen it yet? Not yet. No, no. I'm not like. I I'm intrigued because there's so much hype, but I think I'm okay it. waiting until it's like out on streaming platforms and then I'll watch I it. will go see it with you because it is. I want to see it again. Really, it's so good. It's so it's, good. It's I mean, we might have to. I think it's a movie that everyone needs to watch, especially men, but everyone needs to watch it. It's so mm-hmm. good. Have you worn all of my pink dress? Thing. Then we have to go mm-hmm. watch. Yeah. There's been a lot of like discourse that I've heard about how people see it as like anti men and it's like no you oh, literally literally you are missing the entire point of the movie. See, literally the people that are like it's anti men and the men who are offended by it I'm like you are the problem. You are the reason why this movie needs to exist and why it needs to be watched like 
And so I want to give my boyfriend a shout out. He went and saw it with his whole group of guy friends because they did Barbenheimer. And then he said, babe, I will take you if you have no one to go with. And I was like, yes, I would love you to take me. And so we went and saw it together and then talked about it for two hours afterwards. And he had already seen it. So. Oh, love that. That's so. I saw somebody talking about pink flags instead of like red or green flags. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So anyway, setting he's setting the bar. He's setting yeah. the bar for, for oh, men out there. So I got to see it with my mom, which was so nice because there's like a for Avantika and anyone else who hasn't seen it. The there's a mom and daughter relationship in it, and just bawling with my mom <laughs> oh yeah no there's some there's some tear-jerking moments for sure yeah absolutely yeah. besides on quickly because we're running out of time but besides sci-fi and band yeah. and school what else do you like to do grace if there are yeah. other things Ooh. um Good question. <laughs> I know you mentioned cosplay. I'm going to totally out myself as a nerd right now, but I like to cosplay. And I think that's kind of like the other like personality that I have. Um, I, I've i been cosplaying since like 2016. Um, and so just going to like nerdy conventions and like things that are in the area, um, spending a fuck ton of money on things <laughs> I don't really need but yeah. that's okay <laughs> no felt it's for your mental health and happiness mm-hmm. it's okay <laughs> yeah. and then I like to like sew and like make like I make like some of my cosplays and right. like sewing and just like making things yeah I'm Grace is actually the one who Sorry, I was gonna say Grace is the one who introduced me to cosplay because I I didn't really know what it was, and then I remember you showing me pictures, and I was like, "You made that? Oh my gosh! Like <laughs> you can buy that at a party city or something? It's so cool!" And I know, like, you make little Mickey Mouse ears and mm-hmm. stuff when you go to Disney, and so you do lots of cool things. You're very yeah. crafty. Thank you. I made. I Go ahead. Oh, so I made the a bunch of Mickey Mouse ears to sell for when I went to Disney World. And I made bank on it. Like, I was pleasantly surprised. Where did you do that? Like, where did you do it, like, kind of far from the park? Or, like, how did you do that? Oh, I just, um, I made them at home. And then I went there for the, the NatCon convention for KSI. Yeah. Um, and so I just handed them out at the convention center. Because they had, oh, like, a little, okay. like, market area. And then I had people who, like, messaged me to, like, order them. Oh, very nice. Because yeah, there's like a little marketplace that I like was like, I need to hit you up for some comfy ones because the ones they sell like pinch my head and I'm sure you make them comfier. Yeah, the ones that I had were so much more comfy than the ones that I bought from the parks. I was like, that was like $35 when I made these. So like, <laughs> exactly. Because yeah. they're like one. How many did you sell? How, how many did I sell? Um, Like 10, I think. No, seven. Seven or eight. Oh, wow. So that like, means yeah. you had to like sit down and make all of those too. That's mm. a lot. Yeah, wow. it was. <laughs> cool though. Nice. Very nice. Okay. So we are coming up to the end. And at the end of each one of our episodes, we have song of the week. So if there's a song you want to share or something you've been listening to recently, I'm sure there's going to be some Barbie songs in this mm-hmm. selection. I haven't seen any, but I have heard 
that there are some good ones. I don't okay. know what I've been listening to once again. Am I allowed to add some K-pop to this? Yes, no, absolutely. You can say whatever <laughs> you could say. You could say the ABCs if you wanted to. <laughs> Anything is allowed. So on Monday, I went to a K-pop concert with one of my friends because she just wanted somebody to go with. And I hadn't heard of the group before. Like, she talked to me about it a little bit. So she bought me my ticket because she was like, I don't want to go alone. And I was like, okay, like, if that's okay or if you're sure. You're like, say less. (laughs) I know, right? So their name is Card, and it's K-A-R-D. And the song Icky, it, it is, I, oh, it is so good. It is, it is really good. I... They're a co-ed K-pop group, which isn't oh. very common. Oh, um, like it's usually like a girl mm-hmm. group or a boy group. Yeah, so they're they were awesome. Like it was such a good concert. Like I I really enjoyed it. Yay, love that. Yeah. We don't have any K-pop on our playlist yet. So I we're know. Are you yeah. positive? Are you positive about that, Avantika? No, but I didn't think we did. <laughs> I feel like we have one maybe on one because we have two playlists. We obviously have the twenty 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 and twenty twenty one one, and then we have our this twenty. I mean, we have a lot of songs on there. Yeah, Icky is their most listened to song. Yep, it's so good. It is. There you go. Um, for me, it's gonna be country because I'm still on my country kick. It hasn't changed for months. I just listened to the song for the first time on the radio coming back home. And it's called Honeybee by Blake Sheldon. And it's very cute. And I just like country because they tell stories and it's all about love. And it's so cute. If I sent you the TikTok about get you a get you man to teach you like a country song and then them finding the dirtiest country songs <laughs> out there. Country yeah. girls shake it for no, me. But that's really <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, Kesha, your turn. I have not really been listening to anything new. I okay, so I did post Malone's new album, Austin is out, and I've listened to that once, so I don't have one that like stood out to me, but I did like the whole vibe of the album overall. So I'll just give the album in general a shout out and then maybe next episode I'll actually have some favorites from it. But the new post Malone album Austin overall is good. He's got post Malone cups that chains. I know. I didn't even know that. That happened while I was gone, and I went to Kane's when I got back, and I saw that. And I was like, oh, that's the thing now. So, yeah. That was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you, Grace, for being on. We yeah, had such a fun time talking about space and learning lots of cool things. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for letting but me talk about space. <laughs> of course. Yeah, of course. And we will see everyone next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Staccato. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave us some stars and a review telling us what you think.